0: Welcome to Drunk On Comics Podcast, episode four hundred and eighty seven. It's a lot. It's a lot of numbers.
1: That is.
0: We're getting up there.
1: It's one more than four
0: hundred and eighty-six. Oh, you're so good at math.
1: With Thirteen less than five hundred.
0: <laughs> Yay, do
1: I get a gold star?
0: Um, sure. Add it to the none that you've gotten so far. <laughs> um we well, Tony talked about a lot of stuff. Today, mostly, and I responded to whatever he was talking
1: about. <laughs> to be honest, out of all episodes, yes, this yeah, was is a predominant- totally heavy episode. I had a great week this past week and read a bunch of good books, and I just had a lot to yep. say.
0: Yep, we and and we covered the slap part around the world, uh, and also how much we hate fans, fucking. I mean, not our fans. Not you guys. We love you. We love you. Just fans of a a certain director. Listen to the podcast. It's all there. So grab a drink, lean back, and enjoy Drunk On Comics Podcast, episode 487. It ended at the end.
1: (laughs) 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 The end is nigh. (laughs) Well, I've had a very interesting week. Lots of things going on. I got my new cybernetic eye, and yep. I can see out of it. That's good. And that's... that's can big... you see
0: through things, like clothing? Is it like the x-ray specs from the comic books in the e- 70s yes, and that 80s? that sent
1: in to get and Where found out Where you can see
0: through clothes, but... Not through the body or something. It was very weird. Selective x-ray. Let
1: me tell you what. I was so pissed as a kid to find out that shit was not <laughs> real. Ri- I genuinely thought that you can't false advertise and that somehow these things would work. And uh. I wasn't even... I mean, as a kid, too, there's a point where you don't think of boobs when you're a kid. You're just right. a kid. yeah. I honestly was looking at it, not in that sense of a thing, but right. truly to, like, I could be, a like, a... a breaking into some vault or something, uh, I which I see. guess I was going to be a super villain. I don't know. Yeah. But.
0: It's funny because now as adults, first of all, we know how cumbersome x-ray technology is yeah. still. Like to be able to fit it on your face. First of all, you'd probably get eye cancer. <laughs> and second of all, like the idea that it was like, what, two bucks to send yeah. him and get them. Like, why isn't everyone rocking x-rays back then? <laughs>
1: So, had that happened, watched a lot of good TV shows, um, if I haven't talked about Our Flag Means Death, watch it.
0: Oh my god.
1: It's so fucking Uh, hilarious.
0: It's the dreamiest Taika Waititi I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, for real. Like, and I'm all, all in on the, the Blackbeard and, uh, Steed. (laughs) Yes. Like, I'm shipping them hard. (laughs) But, holy crap, like, it's such a good show, but also, like, I'm like, oh, my God, take him <laughs> looks super hot. <laughs> yes. Yeah, then he shaved his beard off, and I was like, And I was going to say, keep that beard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I, I do want to
1: see if, too, because I, I haven't looked up yet, of his, if he's got those tattoos or if they were just for the series, because I think he has a couple tattoos. Sure. But... His sleeve looks pretty awesome yeah. in the show. And, yeah. Um, oh, it looks so good. It's good. And then... What a great show. Watch The Adam Project. Uh, highly recommend that to anyone. Yeah, that uh, was fun. Movie.
0: It was fun. It was a Ryan Reynolds movie, so, like, you're going to get what you expect from Ryan Reynolds. Mm. And his his relationship, like, his chemistry with the kid who plays the younger version of him, I thought was pretty good.
1: Yeah. That, so. that kid was is going to be a star. Yeah. Um, but one of my all-time favorite of TV shows... Uh, I guess, well, in general, because it's the whole station, is G4. Okay. I've talked about it numerous times. Yeah, And my love for it and the craziness. We're all
0: sick of it, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: So, <laughs> last week on their vibe check, uh, they they were talk one of the guests on there, Ovilee May, came in and she was saying how she doesn't, you know, have makeup on, so do your worst. And so they took a screenshot and said, anyone, you know, do your worst. So I thought, oh, well, wouldn't it be good to make her a... uh Insane Clown Posse okay. member. <laughs> and I sent that back into the Discord. And I got featured on the show.
0: Oh, man. Look they were at go- you. They were
1: going through a bunch of the funnier uh, meme stuff. But then they got to that one. And <laughs> opposite of what she looks like with her makeup off But uh, <laughs> me, personally, I'm just like,
0: yes, I'm part of the show. Oh, you're so funny.
1: <laughs> and then, then later on, uh, during the week on Attack of the Show, uh, their flagship show of it all, uh, there was the, probably one of the most hilarious bits I've ever seen with... Um, there's this guitarist, Marcin, and then Austin Creed, a.k.a. Xavier Woods from WWE, who's sure, the host, sure. uh, loves it. And so the end joke is people always keep downvoting this guy's videos. And the bit that happened on there was they recorded some other dialogue to make it look like uh, Austin was bad-mouthing Marcin, and he was just like... Fake kind of like, what? I can't believe you did that. And started a feud with, with Kevin Pereira on it. I also created just a meme of like a tombstone. And I was just happy because Kevin replied and, and that got a lot of traction. and.
0: Oh, look at your fangirl is showing.
1: I uh, Very much so. <laughs> as, as we have talked to many celebrities yeah. and really very few would you or I like really like geek out on. We have our handful that, yes, yeah. we know... Maybe we shouldn't go talk to that person because we're going to look-
0: embarrass ourselves. Yes. I've already done it. <laughs> <laughs> I've already embarrassed myself in front of the person that I would fangirl weirdly at.
1: I feel like just with the connection of just, you know, what G4 is and the gaming and all that, though, that it fit right in just talking with them. But I just also adore everything that they do, the community that it is, and the funness of the memes and the making fun yeah. of everything and anything. So. Sure. I'm just, I don't know, I'm on cloud nine a little bit, so happier because of it all.
0: Well, I'm glad G4 (laughs) added joy to your life, I guess.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, some people need to have joy in life, especially over comedy, because Will Smith ain't having it.
0: Oh my gosh, talk about a bit of an overreaction.
1: Yes, the
0: the slap that rocked the Oscars.
1: I'm not gonna lie I saw someone post about y'all see this and I knew the Oscars were on but my not having cable I couldn't tune into it so I was like whatever I'll see a clip of whatever crazy zany moment happened later and then literally front page of Reddit I took a screenshot of all of these things were just memes or talking about it or the uncensored and I'm just like Every single fucking subreddit. It didn't matter what they were about. Even a science one was talking about mm-hmm. the Newtons of the slap hitting the face and all that shit. Like yeah. to make it fit into it. I I've never seen something so simple just become the talk of every fucking stratosphere.
0: Well, it, it's simple but it's not simple because there, there's a lot of things like if you actually dig into the whole idea of it first of all if it wasn't Chris Rock if it would have been anybody else that made that joke I don't know that Will Smith would have slapped them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think maybe Will Smith felt comfortable enough with Chris Rock where he was like I'm gonna fuck this guy up and also not get arrested immediately afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, he did go on to win a fucking Oscar after that. Which is crazy. Also, like, Jada can handle her own shit. Like, that bitch is tough. She was in a heavy metal band.
1: (laughs) There's just, there's a lot of stuff that I've learned because of this. Because a lot of people are bringing up past Will Dirt. And honestly, though, I, a lot of people are saying he came to her defense. And I don't buy that bit at all other people are saying that it was staged um
0: i don't know the look on chris rock's face no, after he yes there.
1: so pure reaction no, my to both of those things i say fuck that like it wasn't staged at all it was pure in the moment heat of the moment but also i honestly don't see him having done this to because he was like offended for her it's a joke right. fuck i've heard tons of diabetes jokes or this or that like I'm also fucking like, too. Like
0: did, does he did he not watch Fresh Prince of bel Air that he was on for fucking yeah, yeah. bad jokes galore on that show? Yeah. And so He makes fun of uh Carlton for being fucking short all the time and stuff. Did
1: he beat up uh that August dude that slept with Jada? Oh. Like well, or the probably. many other people that did No, he didn't. And that's the thing. That's where I'm <laughs> saying everyone that's saying he slapped Chris because of It was safe. What was what was said is more of him uh i think he's somehow wa- jada is somehow warped to will smith is i yeah. think he could be a fun friendly guy but there's a lot of other shit going on in both their closets of you know i think well they've gotten is, real weird she's the yoko ono of him they
0: well they've been together for a very long time but they're both their children are weird too i think they've just got reached that point where like you're so famous that you just get weird
1: yeah, but I think he but, has a little more mental stuff going on. And also playing King Richard, like, that was a dynamic performance, but holy shit. Yeah. Like,
0: well, he played Ali in the Muhammad Ali story and didn't punch anybody after that, so I don't know if that's a good...
1: Yeah, okay, that's not <laughs> good...
0: Um, so, I think, personally, Chris Rock should have been slapped for telling a joke that literally only, like, 40% of the population will get... I had to explain to a girl, a 21-year-old at work, what the fuck the joke even meant because she doesn't know what G.I. Jane is. She doesn't know it's this movie from the early 90s that was famous because Demi Moore shaved her head in one take. Like, what a terrible joke. Come on, Chris Rock. You can do better than that. Like, at least get slapped for a fucking joke that was worth it. Yeah. You know? It's so terrible.
1: Oh, so there was that that happened, but then there's other things that happened throughout the night that kind of made me say, again, and fuck ho- the Oscars.
0: Hollywood's greatest night.
1: I mean, I am happy um, for Dune, which won uh, six out of the ten they were nominated for. Um, was a, it all,
0: like, technical awards? Yes. Yeah, of
1: And Because you can't have a... Movie that many people love. That's in the sci-fi.
0: You can't have a movie that has little to no acting in it when acting Oscars. Tony, what? But come on, come on. And I'm not even saying. Come on. (laughs) Doesn't. Let's be realistic with ourselves. Like it looked beautiful. Yes. And it won for looking beautiful. Yes. And
1: and I'm not. I'm not even. You You think? I would say like I think he's worthy for a best director for adapting what he did how well it did look.
0: Yeah. So
1: that one, I and I don't think it needs to have best picture as well. But again, it, you know, that, that was seemed to be the, at least a clear winner of the night for, uh, I want to throw that in like just the nerd sphere. Like, you know, we're all rooting for it because again, we want those, uh, movies to resonate with the old fucks that run the academy, but they never will. No. And we understand that. However, the Oscars have tried to relate to, Younger people by having the fan favorite Stupid. one that came out, and we talked about it before, where uh, the fucking Zack Snyder fan base was trying to get the Justice League that like. the recut that came out to be part of it, and and the Academy said rightfully so, this movie technically came out like three years ago. Right, this doesn't count as like a new movie. So then, the 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 dumb army then. Nominated and got in there, uh, the army of the dead, which was a Netflix movie. Which it was all right, it was all right, but as zombie movies go, it also wasn't the greatest. It was I it
0: loved, was okay. I loved their little Safe Cracker dude, he got his own little spin off show after that. You oh, know, I didn't know that the, the Norwegian guy or whatever, yeah. he was from. Yeah, he was my favorite.
1: Well, so again, okay movie, but there was far greater movies sure. that came out this past year. One of them that I personally thought should have won, Spider-Man No Way Home. But nope, Army of the Dead somehow beat that.
0: Oh Yeah, it's... I mean, listen, as I said before, like, you can't let the public vote about anything. Like, you've seen the way American Idol turns out. You've seen the way our presidential elections go. Like, you can't just give people that power. And I'm not against taking away the, the power to vote from the people, like it sounds like. But, like, also, we have to expect... That people are idiots. I hate
1: dumb fucking people. Like, I just don't
0: this understand was... why people are obsessed with Zack Snyder like this.
1: I I don't either. And like, then why? It there was another vote for people during the the Oscars as well for the the best cheer moment. So the Oscars then put out a list of um what they thought best cheer moment. And this isn't just in the past year. It was over uh a variety of different movies okay. and the fucking winning one in the top five were the matrix then dream girls avengers endgame spider-man no way home but the winner was Zack snyder's justice league with the scene of the flash going to the speed force when he starts running really quick mm-hmm. and hits the speed force
0: yeah arguably one of the worst parts of the whole movie but I, arguably i don't want this army coming compared to
1: the list that were so. in the top five <laughs> it does not deserve to be in that no. like yes when that happened i was like that's pretty cool
0: i didn't even say that i said oh gross but i'll tell that you what so bad before
1: us recording <laughs> i rewatched avengers endgame with the portals coming sure. out and you know captain sam on your left
0: yeah and then
1: those portals one portal opens and then Black Panther comes out. And then all of them. And oh, my the...
0: God. It's a comic book lover's wet dream. Yeah, we all know that. And, and it but...
1: still gave me goosebumps. Right. I've seen it a bajillion times. That 100% is be number. Uh, Spider-Man, No Way Home. Yes, when the reveals, you know, the three Spider-Men and all that, there were some cool takes in that. But nothing, I think, in cinematic history will ever be Avengers Endgame. That's my hot take. But I also think it's backed up with the fact that it's true. So, fuck Zack Snyder's Justice League. And the idiots that somehow made that win, like
0: yeah, I don't. I mean, again, he like, is
1: not that great of a fucking director. He's okay director. Yeah. And and you know, I'm glad he's kind of humble in it. You know, he's thanked the fans for all that and cheers to him for these wins. But yeah,
0: I, he should have straight up been like, mm, I don't even think I deserve this. Yeah. You know, guys, like I appreciate what you're doing, but like. Um, Like, this is silly. Also, like, don't ever do this again, Oscars. We have, there's, there are People's Choice Awards. Like, there's all kinds of other fucking, the box, I mean, literally the amount of money the movie makes should be its reward. Like, we don't need to vote on shit like that. It's so dumb. I think the Academy Awards are dumb. The only thing the Academy Awards do is give me a list of cool movies that I can watch that nobody else will ever watch.
1: true. Like, there's a couple movies, The Power of the Dog. I didn't even hear or know about that before, and no. I kind of want to watch it now. It might be one of those dumb again Academy movies that is not. I love Academy my fit.
0: movies, so that's my jam. That's where I live.
1: I like hands down one of the greatest movies I ever saw was I. I wasn't originally gonna just like all Gung Ho to watch it, but was The Wrestler.
0: Oh yeah, that was a great and, movie. And
1: everyone that's you know because I love wrestling, mm-hmm. you know and. Everyone in the industry is just like that. That was a documentary. That was real, yeah. and just that power behind it being so
0: sure. visually
1: real. That was a good one. There's yeah, there's tons of them. That a uh, Slumdog Millionaire. I was all against that movie.
0: Why? I think it was the same
1: year as the Wrestler. It just seemed dumb. Like ah. I thought the whole uh, "Who Wants to Be a Millionaire" thing set in India was just like okay, whatever. But, when you actually t- watch the movie, when you see the actual story, and that's not what the plot of it was, that, hands down, I was like, okay, I agree, that movie definitely deserved to win that year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Hurt Locker was another one that uh, also, again, being nominated, that I was like, I'm not too much into war movies, but... Me so, again, but because it was part of the list, I was like, right. I'm gonna watch it. And then I was like, that was a damn good movie, so... I, as what you said, yes. I, same, same reason. That's the only thing that the Academy's good for is sometimes.
0: Yeah. as, as these, bringing up these, these, so, you know, the modern moviegoer isn't going to see those sort of movies in the movie theater. So it's, it's a little bit of an opportunity to give like some some props to these movies that aren't making these, the giant box office. Cause it's not a Marvel movie. It's not a justice league movie. It's not the fucking matrix. They're like thinkers and criers. <laughs> Usually there's very depressing movies. Um, I really wanted to watch, uh, what is that? Drive my car, which is, um, not even, I think it's a Korean movie, but anyway, it's about grief after the loss of a wife. Uh, but it's th- fucking three hours long. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> it's gotta Why? take two different nights to watch it. Why is it so long? Um, and I feel like that most of the movies that were on that list were super long movies.
1: Well, let's get into some reviews, shall we? Sure. Because speaking about long, I had some books that I read that were definitely long. Uh, this first one that, I, that I'm going to mention, I actually haven't finished yet, but I enjoyed it enough so far that I kind of want to mention it because it's also from a uh, publisher called Europe Comics. Europe. And I've never heard of them before, and I thought, just give a shout out. It's called Cosplay. Okay. And it starts off with uh, this kid being interrogated by, really looks like, uh, Commissioner Gordon or a little bit younger Jim Gordon here. Sure. And of course he's dressed as Batman, but like all beat up and getting asked, you know, who are you? I'm Batman. And this is, so I'm like, "Okay, I don't know what the setting is or what's going on, but then you learn that this kid with a bunch of his friends are cosplayers mm. and they're going to a convention in town." And again, I stopped at that point uh, so I don't know necessarily where the rest of the book goes, except for I kind of skip forward. This is its own um, one-shot book. Um, it was like over 90 pages, so that's the only reason why I didn't get to finish it because it was fucking long, but I plan on doing so. But again, I thought the art was amazing, and I don't know, again, what this probably was originally, um, probably in a different language because I've read a couple comic books that have come over now that have been translated to English. Right. This
0: uh, does say it was written in English. Okay.
1: Um, the creators on here, Maribel Canegero and Matias Estelonen, Estelonen. I am totally...
0: Matias? Mate,
1: Matias, yeah. yes. Uh apologize for butchering those names, but... Tony can only... I can't even say regular words as <laughs> well. Tony,
0: Tony can only pronounce Michigan names. Yes. <laughs>
1: Won't you know? <laughs> so, uh, but again, uh, from what it was uh, looking like, there is, you know, someone in here that uh, they're going to save the day about because obviously mm. him talking to the police chief, everything is after the fact of this thing and how he saved. they saved the world. And he's like, well, maybe not the world, but we definitely saved the day. And there is something afoot at this uh, con, which gave me a little bit of vibes of like, is this, you know, fanboys versus zombies type thing? Right. Um, I don't believe it's a zombie thing. I believe it's just uh, a bad guy with a gun. But, again, the dialogue amongst the characters that I was reading within the first couple of pages and everything was great. And then what I thought was really good at the end when I wanted to see if this was, again, a part one or something where I saw the end is they had a one of those, like, search and find type um It was just a giant picture of, like, the convention floor. Oh, like Where's
0: Waldo scenario. Yes, and then
1: there's a bunch of different things to find within the picture, and I was like, that's just a fun little added thing that didn't need to be done that uh, was really cool. So definitely pick this up. I plan on uh, finishing the rest to see where it goes, but I've enjoyed it so much that I thought, hey, we have this show. Why not promote some things, even if I haven't fully
0: read it all? Good job.
1: Uh, Another one that I want to briefly talk about, I'll probably talk about it more in the coming two issues, because it's one of three, Uh, it's Rogues, uh, which is DC Black Label, Mm -hmm. and the Rogues are Captain Cold, Golden Glider, Trickster, Bronze Tiger, Magenta, Heat Wave, Mirror Master, and why I name all these is because in the front it's it's the credits of like almost like a movie is how they have it in here. So it has their obviously their name of the person so Leonard Snart as Captain Cold and Lisa Snart as Golden Glider and featuring Gorilla Grood as himself. Ah. And then of course it goes on to written by Joshua Williamson and drawn by Leo Max but it was a really interesting take. And so, again, I don't want to go too hard into this, but it pretty much has Captain Cole and the rogues just kind of chilling after a heist. Chilling. And
0: <laughs> didn't even actually mean that.
1: And, um, you know, talking about what, what they're going to do next and everything. And then it goes 10 years later. And so, again, with this being a black label, it is an Elseworlds type right. book. And you see him getting woken up by a parole officer who's making sure that he's still clean and not getting into the crime and doesn't really believe that he's given it up. He's just like, you know, just waiting for you to fuck up next, you know, uh, finds the, his old captain cold glasses and is like, what are these? You know, you're supposed to have this contraband. He's like, it's not tech. They're just glasses and they go for a lot of money on eBay. So get off my ass. And again, that dialogue was just like interesting and old. I don't want to say retired, but, I don't necessarily know why he's got the parole officer. Obviously, he either got caught eventually or whatever. Yeah, this I mean, is yeah, yeah. later in life. Right. Uh, you know, late middle aged. Uh, well, you man. would. I would
0: imagine as they get older. Like that's the thing is, we never get. Very rarely do we get like old, aged versions of. Either heroes or villains. Yeah,
1: they're always stuck in time. At right, that.
0: but I mean, honestly, especially like the villain, like the low-level villains like this, like they gotta be hurting at some point, you know? Yeah,
1: that takes a toll. Yeah, hit by Batman all those times. Right, and, right. And and so that uh, mostly this book was it felt like a slice of life, which was not always my cup of tea, but it was in this instance because of who the characters were, and it is a, uh, just, it's a different dynamic than what we're used to seeing in a book, Mm -hmm. and this was, again, also a pretty long fucking story, it was like 50 pages of uh, art and everything within here, and ultimately, by the end, he's getting the gang back together, and it looks like they're gonna uh, have themselves a good old-fashioned heist, and... That's where I feel like I'll get more into the depth when things start coming about. But this was just kind of seeing where everyone is now, later in life, 10 years later, what happened to them once they stopped being criminals, and then right. they're going to get right back into it. So 100%, another cool. great black label uh, book. And I'm very...
0: Uh, How many pages is this? That's a long one, too. This
1: this This was like about 50.
0: <sighs> Again. Why is everything so long? All the
1: black labels, I feel like, are going to be like that. But I like long like story format. Like, yes, you could have probably cut this up into two. Yes, but then it just feels like the chapters would be weird. Like, this is the set. You know, the Mm -hmm. let's show what's going on now. The next one will probably be getting to what's going to happen, and then the third one being the climax of it all. And I loved it. Cool. Um, one other one. I'll quick uh get to his Godzilla versus the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers number 1.
0: Yeah, I so I, when I saw this is coming out, I was straight up like Tony is going to read this and review this. And then in my head I played out this whole scenario where maybe you didn't and what I would have to do as your friend, <laughs> like knowing that this came out and it's like two of your favorite, it's like two tastes that taste good together. Like it's two of your favorite things together in one book. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't read this for some reason, I really think that like we need to put you somewhere and <laughs> get you some help or something. But you read it, so...
1: <laughs> and, and I have to say, I am actually pretty far behind on Power Rangers right now. I have a lot of them that I'm trying to get to catching up, but right now I have a couple other books that I'm really trying to get through and caught up on. Because again, at, here at Drunken Comics, we read tons of comics. We don't get to talk about them all, but sometimes even... We fall behind on those ones we love. Yeah,
0: for sure.
1: So this was also great for me because, again, it's a—it's not a one-shot, but it's going to be a you know, mini-series here. So, again, don't need to know all the lore and everything they've been doing in the other books. It's just straight out. Know, you know your characters, Tommy, Billy, and all them, mm-hmm. Jason and Trini and, and stuff, and then you have Godzilla.
0: Godzilla. And it
1: starts off with uh, Rita and her henchmen were breaking into some ancient ruins and she powered up her staff to be able to go to a different universe because one thing that they have established within uh, the Muddy Morphin mythos is that it's a multiverse there's all these different you know things that are connected to the power grid and everything and I enjoy that aspect again of they have other stories they can tell in different universes but having them kind of connected and so she decides to go to a place where there was were power rangers and so they land in an angel grove, but in this world, well, it's run by monsters. Mm. And they go to Godzilla world. When she was uh, teleporting, or right prior to that, Tommy was investigating where they're at. Starts attacking them and gets swept up with them in the time stream okay. to this new universe. So it's only Tommy and you know Rita's uh, you know henchman. And once they get there, though, again Godzilla is. Already fighting a monster there. And what I really loved about this is Rita loves monsters, giant monsters. That's her whole thing. Right. So she's like, awesome. I have a world where, you know, we will dominate. I don't know some of the Godzilla lore, if some of these people from Planet X, but they come down in a flying saucer and it doesn't look like there's really humans living on this earth. Like... It looks like a pretty destroyed Earth. So, again, we may see some pockets of humanity left, but it doesn't look so much. Mm -hmm. And these aliens, which aren't really aliens, they are humanoid-looking people. But, again, I'm imagining an old Godzilla budget type, you know, Mm -hmm. black and white. They're wearing those type of gaudy spacesuits that you would think back in the day would be what aliens would wear. And all these tropes are coming about that I'm just like, this is kind of excellent. I'm loving this mashup of what this is. There was some great interaction of uh, one of these uh, beings saying how you know we we call upon these creatures to come and fight. She goes, what? You don't grow your own monsters?
0: <laughs> Wait, and then
1: you don't telepathically like have them under your control? Like pathetic. <laughs> but they have found mutual uh, agreement because these things in this flying saucer want to take over Earth. Right. And, well, she just wants to do the same. And, again, there's no Power Rangers because they didn't think Tommy slipped through. Well, of course he did. And he calls on the Dragon Zord to come about to start fighting Godzilla. And it was kind of badass. Meanwhile, the other rangers... Are talking to Zordon. They're gonna fix upon his his signature to get there. So we know help is on the way. But let's have an intense fight of Godzilla versus the Dragon Zord.
0: Can he? So like, okay, wait a minute. (laughs) I know I have to suspend my my belief in reality. But like, so he—that's his Dragon Zord from his time, from his time, from his world. So how is it here?
1: Uh, so one of two things. uh, One that I'm pretty certain is true, even though where you go within the multiverse, the power, the morphing grid is that like be all end all like power signature that goes through this multiverse. Okay, and where the, the Zords come from Mm -hmm. is from that. That's what gives them their power. Okay. So if it can be transdimensional to have the Zords come out of nowhere. Okay. Other theory is that, again, looking at multiverse and Earth, well, if there was no Power Rangers here, there were still always Zords here. Okay. Zords were buried under Earth, you know, millennia ago.
0: Okay. So every Earth has Zords. So maybe.
1: Okay. I don't know... Again,
0: it's still so dumb. I didn't to need play to. that stupid flute to call it. What is the little thing?
1: I will say though, I had the same thought what you just said <laughs> though. When I saw it, I was like, "How the fuck's that? Where's that yeah, coming from?" Yeah, wait but a minute. But again, I'll, I'll, I'll write it off as yeah one of those two explanations and not really care too, okay. too much. Okay, all right, fair. But what I loved about this is they they gave Godzilla the win, like. It looked like uh, Tommy was doing pretty well with, with the Zord, but um, ultimately Godzilla wrecked the Zord. Nice. And that's where I'm just like, okay. Again, Godzilla is the good guy,
0: mostly. He's protecting her. Most of her. the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean,
1: that's what Rita's then realizing, too, of like, okay, maybe this isn't a monster that she can dominate. This is this world's protector. So they didn't have... Uh, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers because they didn't need it. This world has, well, monsters that defend it. Right. So again, uh, this obviously being, you know, how t- the superhero teams, you know, f- start fighting each other, they're probably obviously going to join up at some point. I would be fucking happy as tits if they <laughs> turn the Dragon Zord into armor for oh my gosh. Godzilla somehow and make it a badass looking like
0: right.
1: suit of armor. If they don't do that, that's fine, too, because ultimately this this story has been great. This is only the first issue. The rest of the team has already, you know, got zapped to there. So, you know, they're going to pull out yeah, their zords. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wondering gonna what Rita's going to do with these flying saucer people and if she's going to somehow, uh, if we see a uh, Godzilla monster that that is really recognizable, but somehow being created also with Rita to make, like, a combination of, like, maybe a very famous like Power Rangers thing to kind of be the ultimate bad guy. Mm-hmm. If team up, it seems logical hmm. in this weird setting, but it was a good fucking story. Yeah, and I thought
0: I thought it looked like a hundred percent Tony approved. Yeah. It was so. it was
1: really good. And this was uh written by uh Colin, Colin Bun. Bunn. So also another reason why it'd probably be good. because
0: yeah.
1: great writer. But uh Nice. What did you, uh...
0: So, uh, like, I just read the newest saga, and I'm not going to review it, because it was one of those issues that doesn't need to be reviewed. It was just a lot of, like, this is what's happening now stuff. Um, you know. And there was nothing else. I, I I literally, like, scrolled through all the comics that came out last week, and I was like, I don't want to read any of these. Even though you had... You, those are some good ones, and, you know... I You're, fall under the judge a book by its cover problem.
1: <laughs> to be honest, Linz, I'm going to start having to just text you some good ones that I've read and be hey, like, hey,
0: mister, Get
1: on. or you could just text me and hey,
0: I read a ton of books last week and you didn't read any, so
1: eat hey, it. Hey, we're not keeping scores. Eat it. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm here to help you if you, if you need some suggestions.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you read the 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 Watcher Fantastic Four book Not yet? yet? No. Oh, God damn you! Okay. <laughs> so anyway. Although I did
1: remember, I did promise that I was going to.
0: So, <laughs> I've so had. Saga's is still good. Again, it's one of those issues that's like you find you find out a couple things, but none of it's real sort of shocking, and it's just kind of building up to go into what the next adventure is gonna be. Um, you did, I did find out at the end in their To Be Continued back page. He went through, Brian Kavon went through and answered a bunch of letters that had been sent to them, like right around the time the last issue went, went out before they took their hiatus. So mm-hmm. some of these letters are from like two years ago. And one of them was like this, this person who was in jail and was talking about how much they loved reading saga while they were in jail and they really wanted to get the rest of the saga books and if he could send them to him uh then he would donate them. you know he would leave them at the library of the jail when he got out but the but so much time had passed that the guy's are already out of jail <laughs> when he read his letter but brand K Vaughan had covid so the whole back of it's about how he got covid oh, really? right around christmas and one of and had to isolate himself. His family had already left for the holidays and Fiona Staples brought him a cake that said, I'll be Homicron for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, I couldn't go out and it was Christmas. All the grocery stores were closed. So I just ate cake for my Christmas feast. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, so yeah, that's all I got. This all week. right.
1: um, I have one more book that I, I want to review, and I I feel like this is going to be my favorite. It, it is already one of my favorite books I've read so okay. far. A little saddened to find out, though, that this is already three issues, yeah. and they're out already. And the reason why is that because it is solidity com- excu- exclusive, but right now it's just now hitting yep. store shelves through Dark Horse. So yep. that's why... Um, I'm reviewing this now, even though it came out a couple months ago on there. Yeah,
0: and it was a Comixology Unlimited exclusive, so you literally like you couldn't just buy it from Comixology. I think you had to be a part of their Unlimited um, program to be able to access them. So they gave they gave like a couple months for those people to kind of reap the benefits of that I guess before mm-hmm. they were like okay now we're going to sell it to everyone else.
1: And this is originally published through Best Jacket Press which is a uh, I guess printing uh, publisher uh, created by Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo mm-hmm. uh, in the back there's a, again the you know little letter to the readers of like kind of what it was and everything and it was uh, Scott Snyder saying how they came up with this publisher in 2019 because they wanted to have an outlet to, you know, kind of do some more creative work, him and some of his friends in the industry. And this is one of like many stories that they came up with. And then the pandemic hit and then they were like, we don't know what's gonna happen to the publishing space. We don't know what's going on, but let's keep this thing its thing. Let's have time to do this, but now, do we work for hire? When are we going to get hired next? What are we going to do? It right. was a really kind of interesting thing of what this Best Jacket Press uh, publisher is. But I, I found that kind of cool, and that's why I share it with everyone mm-hmm. now. But this is one of those stories. We have demons. And, and the art was amazing, but of course Capullo is, is awesome with that. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. also the story was amazing, but of course Snyder is great with that as well and what this story starts uh even there's a warning from uh you know scott but in here being kind of from the narrator of the story of like hark here's the warning blah blah for those squeamish this has demons and to pull people's guts out of their buttholes and (laughs) uh, demons that swear all the time but it's also about faith and that may be a trigger warning part you know, because some people don't don't like faith and makes them queasy. But <laughs> you know what? Where do we start? And then it starts with the God folk. And again, I'm already sold with whatever this is within this first page of this letter to the the reader, saying this is going to be something different. And what I loved is this first chapter of this book uh, was there was the pages of the art. And them interacting and telling the story, but then on the left hand side was just the narration through this main character's head, like what they were thinking and their thought process of it, which gave light to this world and and what this world is. Because she's just talking this ordinary family and the old lady that lives upstairs and everything you know that's been going on, and but she's gonna have to kill them. And again, after that page, I'm like. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's go back to the beginning. And I'm like, "Wait, I want to know more. What's going on now?" <laughs> and that's again why this book is so compelling. I don't want to get too much into it except for this creation myth of this world and what God folk mean and this and that. So, in the beginning, the Big Bang happened and there was, you know, just a couple elements and those condensed to make other things, but There were two primary elements, one that had zero, an atomic uh, structure of zero. Okay. And then one that was in the 600s on the far end, too, which, again, if you know um, the periodic table and everything, they're really getting into a sciencey base of what could make good and evil. And the story of her father, and I'm skipping some parts because, again, I don't want to give away all of what this book is about except for it's about demon hunters and a father that she thought was different but then she found that he is different um but this uh these two uh particles these two elements uh one her father called halo and the other horn two sides of the spectrum and just like how many worlds can be made up of different elements these two things not having a full will of themselves but kind of wanting to find worlds that have life halo came to earth and so did the horn and horn buried itself deep and we know that in our you know earth's past there's neanderthals but there are some other you know we're, we're homo sapiens but there were a couple different branches of yeah, there beings. were there
0: were definitely other humans than just Homo sapiens and Neanderthals. Yeah.
1: And this goes into how that element that horn element infected these you know things made them pretty much demons. Okay. So demons are real, but then halo for what it is, it's light whatever, well they forged them into weapons and it really gives you a sense of some famous weapons that we've probably heard of, like Excalibur, was probably one of these things because these weapons then could break that uh, evil element. And again, it doesn't get too much into the, okay, the hows or the whys of that, but I like that they based it in kind of this sciencey sense. Like, mm-hmm. for what this world is, if you're going to be reading comics to explore new worlds, you accept that, okay, there could be this, Non, you know, non god, non devil type thing that somehow corrupts or helps worlds in a way. Leave it at that and just know that there could be people that are corrupted with this extra element that turns them into demons and that they're evil. Hmm. In which case, she later finds out because we get back to again the beginning of the book where she's talking to these people and she thinks that they're demons. For whatever reason, the magic of the this axe that was her father's when she finds out he was a demon hunter so it's one of those sacred weapons didn't glow it didn't work so she didn't think they were but then they just fucking come out of like ripping the bodies of the flesh of these humans the kids coming out uh swearing guts galore going everywhere um the little old granny coming down from upstairs just swearing and this world that this book is in is so fucking awesome, and I write for stories. And again, I'm sad to hear that there's only three, but I can only imagine they told the story they want to, or it's the beginning of a new yeah, world. Yeah,
0: well, there might be more coming out than so far. Just three are out. You know what I mean? Okay.
1: But this again, I I won't even tell some other things in there, and already I gave a lot away without giving barely anything away there's so much more in this story of uh the the main characters and who they are and why they do what they do um all explained within these pages that uh, yeah i'm very very happy to have nice. come across it and super cool pick it up but it really that first page really pulled you in and that's that's something that i think a lot of writers need to remember that's that's how you get make or break sometimes mm-hmm. like and True yeah story so you need to read this because I think fully you will yeah, be man. on board and with... I'm a
0: Comicsology unlimited subscriber so yep there's quite a few books under that um imprint that have come out that look decent but you know it's just one of those things where it's like oh, I have so much stuff do I want more you know
1: yeah and and some of the things too that uh what he was saying in in the letter in the back about the imprint uh yeah some was like that one I might check out that one maybe not for me but again it's cool that they are able to be making some of these obviously you know the place for some of these to go would be an image type thing if right. creators doing it but I like that there's more of these uh you know, places that mm-hmm. publish, pu- could publish some of these books and For stories. Real. I mean, we have friends at SourcePoint Press. That's a smaller publisher yeah. that has stories that, honestly, some of the stories that they've gotten and put out, I could see being more um, of that image variety. Mm-hmm. Um, I see Marvel and DC have their what they are. And yeah. they're not just going to pull on stories to be like, it's a DC or Marvel book, which... Teach their own, that's cool, but I'm glad I'm so much more into independent comics or just comics that have their own world and setting. Well,
0: you don't gotta convince me. You know <laughs> you know my MO. It's very rare that I actually read and review a, a big two yep. comic.
1: Um so there wasn't a lot of news that I saw and, no. and even even if you looked up news today, you're not gonna find anything beyond right. Will Smith yeah so um but one of the things that i to me i i thought it's worth mentioning um because there are a lot of uh wrestling fans that do listen to the show and me loving wwe well okay take that back me loving wrestling really don't give a shit about wwe that much i hope they can turn things around uh that's all i'll say about that but I remember back in the day going to B-dubs to watch some of the events.
0: We used to go. We used to go. So, you know, back when the boy was younger and him and his dad liked watching wrestling, we would go to Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, and that that
1: was fun. And I did that with some friends every now and then. Or I'd go to people's houses. But again, going to an eating establishment where it gets packed with, they're all fans, people you don't know, but cheering, you're cheering. Yeah. It's an experience that I would say everyone should try at least once if you're if you like wrestling. Well, there hasn't been that in a while because of rights and streaming things and having to pay different premiums. But Dave and Buster's, uh, national you know chain of adult Chuck E. Cheese's, is now going to be airing all of the WWE oh. premium events. So. Starting with WrestleMania, which is coming, this coming up weekend. So, if you don't have, the channel is also, I mean, it's through Peacock. So, for five bucks a month, you can get WrestleMania for free. Mm -hmm. If not, you're still going to be paying like 10 or 15 bucks at home. But why wouldn't you just get the Peacock? Or if you just want to enjoy it with other people. Right. Now, this is an open venue. And I think that's
0: kind of cool. So, like, you know, couples out there who maybe one of you doesn't enjoy wrestling. Like you could just say, well, there's a shit ton of other stuff to do at Dave and Buster's as well. So, you know, you can come watch wrestling with me for a little while and then fuck off and play like, I don't know, skee ball or something. (laughs) Yep. So I thought
1: that, that, that was a really cool cool announcement. Um, something that, uh, I don't think we've talked about it too much just because, We try to stay away from some political things. I think we mentioned a little bit of Marvel uh, going on the stance of this new law in Florida of don't say gay law. Which, in and of itself, my personal thoughts and anyone that loves comic books should be on the right side of this saying this is fucking stupid.
0: Listen, I'm going to say it. If you are... If you think that this law is a good idea, please stop listening to this podcast and just fuck off and die.
1: <laughs> I don't want to see anyone die, but I'm. Just, you but know. yes, yeah, you know. yeah. I guess we don't need your listening clicks because, yeah, you're not a good person.
0: I like, don't, I don't think so. And you know, like, and, and I've always tried to be the sort of person that's like, okay, fine, people don't think like me, and that's cool. But like, I don't know, like. A belief that is hateful is. Yeah. Like, not, I, I should be, be allowed to be like, you're fucking stupid.
1: And so, one <laughs> of the big things, uh, Marvel obviously got right on board and said, hey, we're against this. And I know there were some things that, uh, had been coming about of Disney, though, uh, changing some things in their, uh, welcoming packets for new cast members and stuff of like not even saying the word gay and everything when before it was it's they have a huge uh, LGBTQ uh, community that Mm -hmm. works for them Yep. and so a lot of people were trying to say hey you have political clout why don't you say something and they were kind of silent on it until this past week when the CEO um, Baba Chapik came out and said hey yeah we're actually against this and we're going to do everything we can to fight against this because that is not a belief that the Disney um uh, company you know feels is yeah. right and again for your, your own beliefs this is not one of those that is a belief that can be really argued it's a bullshit discriminatory law super and I'm very happy to see even though there's a lot of shit that Disney does that is wrong
0: yeah this well, is at
1: least one of the right things and you gotta say hey
0: DeSantis signed the law well so it's
1: well it's not Disney I'm saying though no I know could have just been silent
0: their, their newest their newest um, thing is because DeSantis did sign the law is that they're gonna work to get it repealed yeah which is I don't know this, the, like what the fuck is happening why are we moving backwards <laughs>
1: I don't know. But again, like I said, you know, Marvel Studios Ugh. also, you know, issued their statement about being strongly against any legislation that yeah. infringes on basic human rights. Um, so that's a, a story that's obviously going to unfold a lot more now that the mouse is totally against it. Yeah. Um, something I found I I always enjoy when things. Uh, go up for auction that are unique. Usually it's comic books we talk about. Sure. There's been Pokemon cards that we've talked about here and there. But one that just recently this past week was a rare 3DS game. There's uh, a person who has been trying to collect all the 3DS games. I saw a documentary before of a person that was collecting all the Nintendo cartridges at one point, which was a fun documentary. Right. You know, if you have your budget, obviously there's some that
0: friends who like they collect not, I mean, I'm talking systems and all the games. Yeah. Like they're on a mission.
1: And so this person had all the games except for one of them that was only released in Canada of North America. Mm. And that is, uh, Barbie's, uh, Groom and Glam Pups. Okay. I can only imagine this is a Nintendog spin-off or a rip-off, but uh, the person paid $1,600 for this. And now, uh, this person, he lives in South America, so he had to even pay a little bit extra for shipping as well. But he has now collected every
0: well, now what is Nintendo
1: 3DS... That was released in North America, except for one now, okay. because there is one that's coming out this year.
0: There's a new 3DS. That's game why coming I kind of. That's
1: why I want to talk about this. One for the outrageous price he paid for this one thing, but because I learned that there is a new game coming out. It's uh, uh what's the game called? Uh, our our Andro Andro Dunos two. It's a side-scrolling shooter.
0: Okay. It's
1: coming out later this year, and it's going to be the final physical 3DS game ever made.
0: I didn't realize that 3DS yeah. was still a viable thing. Like, I know you you can still rock a Game Boy if you really want to, right? That shit is a brick. It'll last for fucking ever. But I'm just surprised that there's still...
1: No, the 3DS has some really fucking good... All the Castlevania games. How
0: old is the I still system? have my
1: 3DS. It became the new, like, Nintendo. I know,
0: but, like, when did it come out? Do you remember?
1: The 3DS? I don't know. It maybe. was
0: early 2000s. No. no. No? I would say it was 2012, maybe? <laughs> I don't
1: know. I
0: don't know, maybe. Something like maybe that? Something
1: I don't know. But, but yeah, that, that, that that. they're still having one come out, uh, is crazy. Uh, what the person said is that he, oh, this also too, which I thought was funny with the new game coming out, it brings the total of all North America released 3DS games to 420. (laughs) Nice. nice. Uh, but also that, um, he has a newborn daughter, uh, or you know recently that he then bought a 3ds a brand new 3ds because he's hoping someday you know his daughter will like the collection again weird collection but again i've collected comic book cards when i was a kid so there's you know
0: lots of people collect a lot of weird shit so 2011 it was so it's yeah it's japanese release was february 26 2011 that would have been the first round. North America was March 2011. So it has been 11 years.
1: I did get mine uh, right away. Yeah. I had a DS. I had a, I had a Game Boy Color. And I had a, never had a regular Game Boy, but had a Game Boy Color. Then I got the uh, Game Boy Advance, and then the DS, and then the 3DS. And again, rocked out a bunch of games to it. Mm, and Okay. I do know that with the Switch and how that's portable now, they've pretty much given up their portable side of things, which is sad, but I can also see it from a business standpoint that is kind of like a tablet anyways. Yeah, and
0: people like play shit on their phones now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, it's going away, but that was just a fun little uh, thing that I saw. Uh, We've already talked about how uh, Morbius is going to suck ass and the reviews have come in.
0: So fucking bad. And I'm also... I'm confused about where it exists.
1: And, you know, this is... I wasn't bringing it up to talk about that. I was just bringing it up to say it's going to suck.
0: But the the vulture's in it, though, and it's like the Michael Keaton and they've said, like, it's the one from Spider-Man. So does that put Morbius in... It's s-
1: released as a Marvel movie, so it's going to go down as the worst <sighs> Marvel movie, sadly. Uh, it's not a Sony. I think Sony was like, we were going to do it as us, but we're going to let you guys yeah. have it. Oh, uh, it's probably uh, Marvel probably renegotiate with Spider Man. Okay, we'll take this one. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. We'll take on? one for
0: the team. Yeah.
1: Um, but okay. what I want to bring up is uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is coming back with rave reviews. Yep. And I'm very happy with that. I enjoyed the first one I a think lot. It was good. But people are saying that this one is even more to the heart of Sonic. And, sure. And it's got again, knuckles thought, and tails I in it. I thought the first one was good, but they're saying, no, this one is even better than that it's one. It's got so, knuckles and
0: tails in it. I know. That's what makes it better. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I'm really looking for that. That uh, releases, I believe, next uh, next week, April 8th.
0: What fun. And I
1: will be definitely bringing... The uh, children. Bro- yes, to it, because I... It's one of my greatest, funnest things is that how much my nephew Felix wants to be Sonic. He still runs around wanting me fast. Yeah. When he was Sonic last year for Halloween, it's. That's amazing. That's his nerd thing right now. That's his thing I that he's it. stuck on. And you know what? There could be worse things that it's great. he's stuck on. Do you have anything, Lins? Well, you saw? the only
0: thing I saw had to do with Simon. Simu. Simu. This is his name. Simu, not Simon. Saimu Liu, Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. So he's doing his, his con rounds and he has put out a statement that he is not signing any of the old Shang-Chi comics because they're very racist. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're going to uh, get the si- Saimu Sai Liu experience and you're in your 60s, I guess. Um, <laughs> cause I don't know who owns that, those comics. Yeah, I, say, I, did, I would never have thought yeah. to really have a celebrity
1: sign. something But I, like that. he had
0: to make a whole statement about how he wasn't going to sign any of those comics because of, you know, the strong racism yeah. in those comics. And he also um, noted, and I don't understand this, but he's only signing in English. So I don't know what that means. Like, he's only doing his autograph in English.
1: Maybe, like, if it's, you know, can you sign this to my Aunt May or something? Right. Like, he's going to not write it in a different... Because also, too, I mean, I'm assuming he probably knows a couple different languages. Sure.
0: But he's Canadian and he's Asian, so he knows probably French knows and that, French and whatever his family's language is. Um, but I just thought that... And I... I was listening to something the other day and it was from when Shang-Chi came out. It was a podcast and they were talking about the old like Fu Manchu shit and the old very terrible stuff that was in those comics. And I'm like, I am so surprised they even were like, let's do this as a movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause it was so bad.
1: <laughs> so, um, so we know Moon Knight's coming out this week. By the time this this drops, okay, yeah, it's coming cool. out this Wednesday. But by the time this drops, it might be after Wednesday. So, hey, what would you guys think of Moon Knight? <laughs> and I'm look, I'm seriously looking forward to this one because again, not my most favorite characters, but not my least favorite sure. either. I really, I think Moon Knight is an enjoyable character, and and I think the story they're gonna tell is gonna be crazy and awesome, but. There's been rumors that there is a upcoming show in the Marvel Universe that has been causing some trouble. Um, the rumor comes from some people on set that, not being named, that... Can you take a guess of what the show is?
0: We've well, we got a couple coming up. The, yeah, the only other two shows that I know are coming out soon are Ms. Ms. Marvel mm-hmm. and She-Hulk.
1: Yes. Well, and... Uh, Secret Invasion. This is another one that's
0: Oh, I haven't seen much about that one yet. There's not much, they yeah. still filming it,
1: but that's another one. But it, out of those 3, yes, and it's She-Hulk.
0: Okay. So, so what's the problem with She-Hulk? What
1: I, that's the thing. They didn't really say. They said that it's completely different as a comedy. I don't know if it's going to be It's uh, If it's, they feel like that's the problem, like it's going to be one of I always think when I think comedy, you know that Seinfeld like in between scenes if that's if that's one of those things or yeah it's like one of the old type thing which again i could be fine with that and so again i don't know if this rumor is more of what their thoughts are of people's expectations of Mm. thinking it's gonna be um because again it didn't sound like there's more of like you know the backstage like drama of like a diva star or anything and that's not the problem
0: tatiana like she was fucking great in that show that she was black yeah but like
1: she's she's a phenomenal actress well
0: she played a hundred different people in that show and did an excellent (laughs) job at it but like she also isn't a huge name you know people know her from orphan black but like what else has she been in tony do you know
1: not much that i could think of yeah. yeah But so. uh, but I don't even think that's the the, the thing though. It's just I, I think that they're just feeling that this could could be a problem in the formula or you know something different. But again, they they haven't really been specific about what what it is. Right. But maybe there is something else that's more problematic. Maybe it's the CGI and the budget and realizing they can't do a good. However, they're going to do the she hawk side because mm-hmm. again, I haven't seen any pictures really except for like. Uh, airbrushed like looks of what she could look like as she hawks. So again, um just throwing that out there. I'm sure that we'll hear more.
0: Don't get your hopes up is what Tony's saying. Um it's got Jamila Jameel in it, who I love. Do you know who Jamila Jamil is? Mm, Did you watch no. The Good Place? Yes. She was in the Good Place. She played the rich chick. Oh. Uh, okay. Who had sister issues. Yep. Um and so I, I think she's great and I love that Tim Roth is coming back for it um, but oh gosh it is one of those things that's like can you do this show without anything leading into it other than like Mark Ruffalo who's, yeah. who's great but as we know Hulk has a hard time standing on his own he's a team up guy mm-hmm. and is she Hulk the same way
1: no? No? You
0: don't think so? Well,
1: I mean, no. She's had many team-ups. I'm just trying to think, though, if they're going to go the route of her just being a strong, like, enforcer type thing. Again, as I was telling you, I'm on a Better Call Saul trip. Mm-hmm. It could be something of that vein, too, but it just wouldn't be as action-y packed as people are expecting. Right. I'm going to be fine with it regardless, because I love MODOK. MODOK was a claymation... On yeah, Hulu, that was funny. Yeah, that was funny. good, yeah. And Not Everything Needs to Be Hits. Um,
0: Hit Monkey was good, too. Yes. That was a great show.
1: I mean, really, the only thing that they made that I thought was shitty and it was because of the betrayal was Iron Fist. Mm. Like, even the story. They could have probably kept the story-ish, because it was decent story. Just the actor they had, just it, he personified yeah. him in just a bad,
0: bad way. Yeah, movie. that was everyone's complaint.
1: Um, one thing that I'm super excited for is the last news bit that I found. Um, you probably won't give a shit, but one of my favorite of all animes ever is called The Seven Deadly Sins. Okay. And that anime wrapped up after multiple years storytelling and, uh, last fall, I think, when it wrapped up. But there, we already knew that the, the artist for the manga has continued it on with a different series and hoping that translates into a new anime of it. But we know that we're getting, uh, throughout the Seven Deadly Sins, they had a couple movies as well that kind of filled in the gaps of some of the story arcs. It didn't need to be a whole season. It's just throw it out there. And so there's uh, a new one called The Seven Deadly Sins Grudge of Edinburgh, which is supposed to be slated to be released uh, by the end of... The first part by the end of this year, and then the second part by the end of next year, I believe. And so, for me, that makes it uh, me happy that there's going to be some more Seven Deadly Sins that I can watch. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: So for me, it's a win. I'm happy because again, such an amazing anime.
0: Um, not that this is comic book related at all, really, but mm-hmm. like I have to, we have to do our 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 shout out to deaths because Taylor Hawkins from the Foo Fighters died unexpectedly the other day and fuck man did i not consider the fact how like how long Taylor Hawkins has been in my fucking life <laughs> because you know he was with Alanis before he was ever on the Foo Fighters and well,
1: he's been in a lot of stuff but all the people in Foo Fighters have done other projects yeah I, I was reading a, a thing about how when he got picked to play drums and how he uh, felt he wasn't worthy of it, and Dave's like, "No, like, yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold your hand and we're gonna get through this this album." And
0: the article I read was that so obviously he wasn't the original yeah. drummer, and the drummer they had originally quit or got kicked out or something, and Dave had to do the drums for their first album. And while the Foo Fighters were touring with Alanis, him and Dave and Taylor got really close to the point where Alanis Morissette was like, so when Dave asks you to play drums for his band, what are you going to say? And Taylor was like, he's not going to ask me to do that. Uh, I don't know, 30 years later, you're still rocking the Foo Fighters drums. So that was super sad. Their movie just came out too. Yeah, and and
1: they are probably like going down in the history like 100 years from now will be one of the greatest oh, yeah, bands ever for because sure. not just the music is awesome but just they are awesome people. Mm-hmm. You know there's rock bands where they have awesome music but you find out they're all shitheads. And so you kind of got to take that as all right, we'll say they're up there on the Mount Rushmore of rock, but also they can go fuck themselves. Right. But no one would ever say that about anyone in Foo right. Fighters and my heart goes out Especially not just friends and family, but for Dave, because I I also heard this story after Taylor's passing of how uh, Dave already had to go through this with with Kurt, mm-hmm. and the story goes that he got a phone call from a doctor saying Kurt had OD'd and died, mm-hmm. and he just like was shocked, numb, like went through all the things in his head, and then. Three hours later, got a call from a doctor saying, "No, he's not dead. Actually, he's alive." And so Kurt had to, or so Dave had to go through this right. with, "Oh my God, Kurt just you know died, but he's back alive." And then I think it was three months later when Kurt, you know, shot himself. Shot himself, yeah. That he got the phone call that Kurt was dead, but he, and this is from Dave's mouth, saying, "And I sat there, and I sat there, and I sat there waiting for." I'm going to get that phone call again that he's still alive mm-hmm. because he got it before. And so he said his his grief process with death is so fucked up because yeah. of that experience that even friends and family that have died over the years, he just always expects that phone call saying, "Ha ha, it's it's not true." Right.
0: Ha ha. And that's not how the how it was, <laughs> but him Ring ring ring. "Hi, <laughs> this is <laughs> yeah. the doctor. Ha ha, Kurt's not dead." <laughs> I fooled you.
1: And so, and this was obviously, you know, an interview he did beforehand. Right. Not in, uh, of the absence of Taylor. But after I was, uh, seeing that, I was like, yeah, this is going to hit yep. him hard. And you know what? Take all the time in the world. And it, I would, I would say it would be shocking if he doesn't ever make music again. But God, that's got to be hard. Right. To For sure. very integral bandmates. And,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and also too, like, Kurt, you know, was obviously bigger than Dave at the time because Dave was just the drummer. Right. Yeah. But obviously Dave now is a bigger name than Kurt, I would even say. Sure. And yeah. They Yeah, everything, yeah. It's it's a sad. It's crazy. So it's many super stories. Sad. And, I was
0: I was sad when I awoke to that news the other day.
1: Yeah, and it's one of those things too where you uh or not just you, but you in the general sense of when people post about passings, you know. I see some people going, like, why does it matter? You know, you didn't know them. But, like,
0: sometimes you have
1: connections to a movie actor from a movie that sure. really touched you. But music...
0: Art is meaningful. Yeah,
1: and music is universal. Yes. Um, I shared the other day when I heard of the passing that a uh, group in Italy that had, like, a thousand people on this, like, uh, field where they had, like, all these drums set up and all these rockers and, and they played Learn to Fly hoping to go viral to say, hey, Foo Fighters, you need to come to Italy. And sure enough, th- the band saw it and said, all of you getting free tickets. And they even invited one of the drummers up on, like, that's just so uplifting yeah. and so inspiring. And um,
0: yeah. Yeah. So there there was that. And also, so Tony, are you team Jeff or are you team Gif? That's Jif. I say Jif too. The guy who created the GIF died recently as well and while nobody really know I mean his name is Steve. I think it's pronounced w- will height will, or will, will hit will I feel like I'm having a stroke. <laughs> but anyway, um, arguably one of the probably greatest contributors to modern society, internet culture is this guy. So he died recently as well. Of course, you know, nobody worries about this guy when Taylor Hawkins dies, but <laughs> just a shout out to him for adding, um, you know, a bit of fun to our lives, I guess. And creating the argument gif-gif. <laughs> for sure.
1: Um, last thing uh, before we close out, uh, booze in a book. Uh, this week it is Demon Days Blood Feud number one. Uh, this is again the is this
0: peach... peach Momoko.
1: Yes, mm. and her uh, story Tits. throughout the the Marvel, yeah. you know, realm. And again, yeah, art amazing. Uh, I will say this: just some of the um, some of the story. Really, if you weren't paying attention to some of the previous ones, and I do feel like I missed one of them. Um, I think there's been six books out total, and I've read all of them except for one because i feel like i was missing something within there uh but this kind of finishes the story um and again it, it it ends uh with the end and it's again at, <laughs> like at the beginning or at the end of all of them they show some of the demons uh mythology yeah that some of this is based off of but then it goes uh, on to say that uh, her reimagining of the Marvel Universe will be expanding this summer. I can't so. wait
0: for when she does Jean Grey.
1: So I, I it would be kind of cool if this is its own thing and then there's another protagonist that we follow through. Mm-hmm. Or it could be then this person again, but it felt like it was a full journey f- for now and have other demons infecting because, again, this person went to this magical world um, that was of this Marvel Demon Universe and everything, so... Mm-hmm. I thought it was cool. So with that, uh, we're gonna pair it with a Green Demon uh, cocktail. Okay. And uh, that better
0: have peach schnapps in it, or you failed.
1: I mean, I will. I will say it does. Just (laughs) to make one, the ingredients is one ounce of Midori, uh, one ounce peach vodka, (laughs) one ounce white rum or peach rum, and lemonade to taste or peach.
0: Or just peach Yes Just put a peach in there
1: <laughs> um, But obviously uh, You shake it all up uh, Serve it uh, mm. With ice And uh,
0: Yummy There you go Sounds refreshing
1: Oh that does it for me this week Me too It was a week There's lots of uh, Slapstick to be had and,
0: Slapstick <laughs> I
1: mean you know why I slapped him right Why Because rock Or because paper beats rock
0: Oh, yeah, I've seen that going around. (laughs) Stay thirsty for more jokes like that from Drunk on Comics.